Welcome to the Linked Up Church Podcast. We are passionate about connecting people to God, family, purpose, and community. Today, we end the year with a powerful message from Minister Bernard Williams entitled, Don't Skip the Recap. Let's go into the worship center and hear what God has for us today. This is the last Sunday of the year. Woo! 52 Sundays, 52 weeks. You made it. Yes, sir. How many of y'all ready for 2022? Woo! Hallelujah! So ready. Amen. Maybe not after this message. <laughs> um, as I was praying, getting myself ready for this message, um, the Lord and I, we have a very unique, um, we have a very unique uh, experience together. He likes to show me things uh, in the middle of the night. I don't know why he does that, why he can't show it to me in the beginning of the day. Um, I don't really understand. He just likes waking me up in the middle of the night, and um, I would really like to sleep sometimes, but this is what he wants to do. And um, he woke me up one day, and um, he reminded me of a conversation that I had with my daughter, Michaela. We were sitting watching uh, streaming TV one Sunday, uh, or one day, and uh, it was really unique. Um, she was watching some show, and it was going from one episode to the next episode. And there was a little button on there that said, skip recap. And she said, what, Daddy, what is, what is a recap? She didn't understand it. I said, well, baby, a recap is what they show you before the next episode. You can skip it if you knew what the previous episodes were and you don't want to see it anymore, but that recap kind of helps you to know what's coming in the next episode. She said, oh, so it's like a replay? I said, yeah, kind of, sort of, but it's a, it's a shortened version of it. But sometimes you need to watch it because you might, you might forget things as you get ready to go into the next episode. She said, oh, okay, that was a lot of talking. I'll, I'll watch it. We're at the last Sunday of the year. Many of us are ready for 2022. But the Lord showed me that to encourage you, don't skip the recap. Many times you can be so prepared to jump into the new year and the new season. You already got your New Year's resolutions planned out. You're going to do this thing, you're going to do that thing. But if you haven't taken the time to look at the recap, this plan doesn't match this lesson. Okay. Is that all right? Our foundation scripture for today comes from Proverbs chapter 3, verses 1 through 10. It says this, My child, if you truly want a long and satisfying life, never forget the things that I've taught you. Follow closely every truth that I've given you. Let's keep going. Then, uh, I think I missed something. Every truth that I've given you. Then you will have a full and rewarding life. Hold on to loyal love and don't let go. And be faithful to all that you've been taught. Let your life be shaped by integrity with truth written upon your heart. That's how you will find favor and understanding with both God and men. You will gain the reputation of living life well. Anybody want that reputation? Trust in the Lord completely and do not rely on your own opinions. With all your heart, rely on him to guide you and he will lead you in every decision you make. Become intimate with him in whatever you do and he will lead you wherever you go. Don't think for a moment that you know it all. For wisdom comes when you adore him with undivided devotion and avoid everything that's wrong. Then you will find the healing refreshment your body and spirit long for. 
Glorify God with all your wealth, honoring him with your first fruits, with every increase that comes to you. Then every dimension of your life will overflow with blessings from an uncontainable source of inner joy. Touch your neighbor say, don't skip the recap. There's a lot of lessons that we learned in 2021. I love this week between Christmas and New Year's because it's an opportunity to really check stuff out. Make sure that, okay, why did this happen? Why did that happen? Why did, what, what was going on here? Okay, okay, how did I budget here? Okay, how did, what, what happened with that relationship? This is a great time. And so I wanted to give you some things to kind of think about as you're going into this week and preparing your hearts for 2022, amen? Lesson number one, learn the lessons. Learn the lessons. Let's go back to Proverbs 3, verses 1 and 2, just to recap it again. My child, if you truly want a long and satisfying life, never forget the things that I have taught you. Follow closely every truth that I have given you, and then you will have a full and rewarding life. It is so interesting how many of us want a full and rewarding life but don't want to remember the lessons. We love coming to church, and again, I'm a church baby. I'm going to say some stuff, and y'all just take it. We love coming to church and shouting. We want to hear, watch this, a prophetic word, but a prophetic word means that everything's going to be great. Everything's going to be awesome. Everything's going to be wonderful, but we don't want to get the correction that helps us to make sure we're in the right posture and the right pace and the right, the right, the right structure and in the right order so that we can actually be in God's divine timing. We just want what we want. But I want to make sure that you commit yourself to learning the lesson. Winston Churchill said this very famous statement, those that fail to learn from history are doomed to repeat it, which means I can put all the new stuff going into next year. I can come up with every New Year's resolution I want to, but if I don't change my process, I'm going to get the same result. Let me say that one more time. I don't care how much you try to put a diet on something. I don't care how much you try to slap a new name on it. If you don't change your mind and learn the lesson, it is doomed to fail. How's that for a prophetic word? And so many of us have learned a lot of different lessons, but I wanted to kind of, I, I prayed about it. I said, okay, God, well, what lessons do you want to remind us before we go into? He said, well, the, 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 the common space for all of us is linked up church, and we have gotten a lot of lessons from this pulpit. Would y'all agree? Okay, let me say it again. We have gotten a lot of lessons from this pulpit. Would you agree? Okay, so I wanted to remind you of a couple of them, and as I go through if any of these lessons apply to something that happened to you in 2021, I want you just to wave your hand and say, that lesson was for me. Got it? Okay, let's, let's practice. Let's make sure, let's say something, everybody say, that lesson was for me. Go. Okay, online, that means you have to type it in because I can't see your hand. All right? All right, Bill, can you hit that, vo- that uh, sound for me real quick? At the beginning of January... 
At the beginning of January, Pastor Gregory started with the Connect 21 sermon series, and they, uh, Pastor Gregory and Pastor Trish asked this, watch this, do you do good works so that you will get praise or so that God will get praise? If you get the praise, then you've already received your reward in full. Take your receipt and go. But when you do your good works in secret, then your Father who sees what is done in secret will reward you openly. Anybody take that lesson? Bill, hit me one more time. Then Minister Nehemiah at the end of January came with this thing called Bear Fruit, Bear Fruit. He invaded us and um, gave us this wonderful challenge with this revelation that producing fruit, watch this, this was so good, Nee, snaps to you. Producing fruit isn't about what you're not doing. We're supposed to be fruitful and multiply God's image in our lives. Fruit comes from something. It's, a, it's an action of a result or, or deed or works. What are the results in your life? Is what you produce coming from what he produced? Anybody take that lesson? Hit me one more time, Bill. After that, we went into the Life Love Logic series, and our pastors shared this wonderful revelation. Our relationships are vital to our growth and development as humans and as Christians. If we do not seize the opportunity to grow and develop, we recycle defects that can ultimately sabotage or create toxicity that translates into all relationships. Anybody take that lesson? That was an ouch. That was an ouch. Hit me one more time, Bill. Minister Kimberly came behind that with a sermon called Amazing Grace. How sweet the sound. No, I'm sorry. Amazing Grace, Amazing Love. And she reminded us that Jesus commanded us to love, and we must love without compromising or retreating. Mm. You have to love without compromising or retreating. Oh, that, uh-huh, I, I see you got that one. You have to love without compromising or retreating. Anybody got that online? Somebody, uh-huh, you better say it loud, ma'am. That was for you. Hit me one more time, Bill. Then we got into resurrection season. And during the resurrection season, Pastor Gregory reminded us that we were undefeated. Anybody undefeated in this room? As Romans 8, 29 and 30 declares, that we are elected or chosen and now justified, which means we're declared righteous. And PG challenged us to be bold and unashamed for Christ because he has justified us and stands in our defense. That gives you the right because even though we say he's undefeated, many times you don't receive that you're undefeated. But because he is undefeated, that means that gives you the right to live undefeated. So no matter what the doctor says, no matter what your hater says, no matter what the lawyer says, no matter what your bank account says, no matter what your family history says, you are undefeated. Anybody receive that lesson today? Hit that sound one more time, Bill. Then he went into this series called Last Words. And Pastor Gregory shared this revelation that Jesus' resurrection should transform our lives in four ways. One, by offering us hope. Two, by surprising us with joy. Three, by changing our perspective. And number four, by giving us resurrection life. 
See, what he did on Calvary wasn't just about your sins. Him forgiving your sins was a byproduct of what he was trying to do. What he was really trying to do was to make you an heir. In order to make you an heir, he had to forgive your sins. Did you catch it? And so if I, if I sit at just the fact that he saved me from my sins, and I'm just so grateful for that, and I don't start living this, un, this, this undefeated, resurrected life, then I'm, ooh, help me, Holy Ghost. Then I live my life actually not fully understanding and not fully appreciating what his sacrifice was for. So if you spend all of your days trying not to sin and not actually living, ooh, living a resurrected life, <laughs> then why did he die? Anybody take that lesson? See, the next lesson, hit me, Bill. The next lesson after that, he came to a, season, a series and he was on fire. In fact, he was fueled and aflame. Pastor Gregory Pat shared some wonderful keys for understanding 2 Chronicles excuse me, 12 and 9. He said, my grace is more than enough for you means God, get, God gets all the glory. He then said, when God's grace is more than enough, then it shines a spotlight on God's power. <laughs> then he said, my grace is more than enough, highlights the glory of, of his deliverance for your life. And if his grace is more than enough, then it forces us, watch this, to trust in God alone. <laughs> my grace is sufficient isn't about just sit still and hold tight. My grace is sufficient is I've given you what you need. Go get it. Anybody receive that lesson today? Hit me again. PT, Pastor Trish came behind that and she was coming in hot, coming in hot, hot, hot. You know how she do it. She came behind that with her message coming in hot where she implored us that as the world is coming in hot, we need to be hotter. The same passion that fuels anger, frustration, and doubt is the same passion that should fuel love. Ooh, that was good. Let me say, can I say that one more time? The same passion that fuels anger, frustration, and doubt is the same passion that should fuel love. So if somebody's coming at you crazy, you need to come at them crazier with a whole bunch of love. Huh. Anybody receive that? Some of y'all had some crazy aunties and cousins and came at you with, huh? They was full of some spirits yesterday. Uh-huh. <laughs> they may come full, of with, full with a spirit, but we're full of the spirit. Hit me one more time, Bill. Right behind that, Pastor George and Minister Carol, the leaders of Linked Up North that launches next week, and we are so excited. Woo! Pastor George and Minister Carol came with this powerful series called We Are Family, and they declared that it is time for a status change because you are a son or a daughter and thus an heir of the promise. Jesus purchased the right for you to be in his family, and being an heir has its benefits. Somebody say, man, that's some I love this benefit package. Come on, tell somebody, I love this benefit package. Uh, uh, some of y'all looking like, look at the other one. What, what benefit package? <laughs> there are so many benefits that we have in being an heir. 
But we just get stuck on the fact that we got a key to the front door. That we don't go check out the other rooms. Oh, I'm not going to go there today. But I'm so excited. Hit me one more time. Then after that, Pastor Gregory came with this series called We Church. I call this a foundational series because it set a clear directive of who Linked Up Church is and what we are about. And if you missed it, go back and watch all of it. It had a profound premise. The church is not an iPhone with fully customizable preferences. It's not the iChurch or the eChurch. The church is a group of people, lots and lots of people who come together to know and worship Jesus. It's not an iChurch, it's not an eChurch, but a we church. If an iChurch or an eChurch is about me and my preferences, then a we church is about Christ and his preferences. Yeah, some of y'all being mad because it ain't. How come? How come my dream team don't get called out from the platform? <laughs> I got you. They didn't. They didn't say that I did a good job. I didn't hear my message. I didn't hear my song today. This is not an I church saints. Watch this. And I think the world has been watching us try to change the church into an iChurch for so long, they decided to just become androids. Y'all missed that. I'm not saying nothing against y'all android people. But we've been working so hard trying to customize it to ourselves and not customizing it to what God designed for it to be that people just said, eh, I'm good on it. Just like people that don't want to get Apple devices because they're like, uh, it's too restrictive. Uh, I don't really want anybody ooh, thinking for me. Whew. Holy Spirit, that was a good revelation. Hit me one more time, Bill. Because then we got a prophetic word after that from Pastor Joey Salinas. And he challenged us to either ride it or fight it. Many of us gave up. We just... <sighs> and some relationships, some situations, you are actually supposed to ride it. But because you decided to lay down, you missed out on the blessing. Oh, yeah. Hit me one more time. After that, we had Dr. Avery Jackson who reminded us, you are the healed. You're not just receiving your healing. You are the healed. It's not just manifesting someday down the line, but you are the healed. Do you realize that our body is so perfectly designed that it actually has the ability to heal itself? <laughs> You're already healed. Somebody received. I felt that. Thank you, Spirit. You're already healed. You're just walking out the manifestation of that healing. 
And Holy Spirit, we welcome you to accelerate that manifestation right now. If there's anybody under the sound of my voice or on this stream that has any sort of sickness, any sort of disease, any sort of infirmity, it ends now because that person is already healed. If you receive that, give God a big shout. Hit me one more time. Right after that, Dr. Caroline Leaf, after, after God healed our bodies, he healed our minds. And she told us, she came and talked to us about cleaning up your mental mess. Hmm. Oh, I love the fact that we want to get healed and we get excited about it and then we don't want to be whole. And sometimes to be whole, you've got to fix this. In fact, all the time, to be whole, you've got to fix this. Change the way you're thinking. Change what you've been processing. Your brain is a big processor. It's running the same program over and over and over and over and over and over, and it's waiting for somebody to come and fix and adjust it, and you adjust it with the Word of God. Okay. Y'all are already tired. You're over this. Can I keep going? I got three more. Is that all right? Hit me, Bill. Right after that, Minister Robin Johnson came with our babies on this platform and reminded us that we are made in his image. I don't care what they say about you. I don't care what, it, what it's felt like. I don't care the negative stuff that your, your, your family, your, your, your friends, anybody has said to you. You are made in his image. You are beautiful. You are wonderful. You are not a mistake. You are not a mistake. You are not a mistake. You are not, I f who is that for? You are not a mistake. You are fearfully and wonderfully made. If somebody got an issue with it, tell them, I look like my daddy. Hit me, Bill. After that, Minister Johnny Walker, Memphis's own, gave us a hype message and reminded us we have victory over vexation. Which lets us know whatever the devil tries to bring our way, we already know it's coming. The weapon may form, but it won't prosper because I already have victory. So what are you bothering me for? Amen? Y'all stop waving hands. Anybody receiving these lessons? One more. Hit me. And then Pastor Gregory just finished a wonderful series reminding us that we have the gift that keeps on giving. That we have the ability, God, gives it, God gave us this gift that continues to give and give and give and give. And he didn't give it, for us, give it to us so that we could get fat. But, excuse me. But, <coughs> sinus drainage, not COVID. All right, sinus drainage. There we go. That it continues to give and give into us, not so that we can get fat, but so we can give to somebody else. Did y'all give over this past week? Linked Up Church did some amazing things over the last several weeks. We gave almost $15,000 in gas. We, I think it was $24,000, $25,000 that we talked about that we did throughout the month of November and December. We blessed over 50 families with our Angel Tree um, Drive, and um, we just continue to give and give and give. But beyond the monetary stuff, what are you giving? Are you giving yourself? 
Better than that, are you giving what's inside of you to those around you? And with all of this amazing word and revelation, this is just what we've gotten. I only gave you a part of it. I gave you the Cliff Notes version. With all of this amazing word and revelation, I have to ask you, how did you put it to work? How did you put it to work? Holy Spirit then dropped this statement to me, and I, if it cuts you, it cuts you, because it cut me. There were open book tests in this past year that you were given that some of you failed because you didn't read the book. And you cannot graduate to your next level without passing the test he's already provided you the answers for. I didn't say it. The Holy Spirit did. How sad is it for us to sit and have an open book test and we got the book right there and we got a, we got a teacher literally standing at the front of the room telling us the answers to the test and we failed. But thank God for his grace. Anybody thankful for grace in this room? Anybody thankful for grace online? So number one is to learn the lesson. Number one is to learn the lesson. Number two, as we get ready, we don't want to skip the recap. We're getting ready for next year. Manage your circle. Manage your circle. Let's get back to the word. Proverbs 3, verses 3 and 4. Hold on to loyal love and don't let go and be faithful to all that you've been taught. Let your life be shaped by integrity with truth written upon your heart. That's how you will find favor and understanding with both God and men. You will gain the reputation of living life well. Your ability, watch this, saints, your ability to manage God's most precious resources dictates how prepared you are for promotion. And I'm not talking about money. I'm talking about people. I'm talking about people. I'm talking about people. Because ministry isn't about big cars and big houses. Salvation isn't about having fancy suits and designer shoes. and Oh, I just look blessed. <laughs> Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. <laughs> See my glory. <laughs> God saved you to save others. And the only thing that dictates how well you're working within that purpose is how you treat people. So when I talk about managing your circle, I'm not talking about getting rid of people. I'm talking about loving people. As you look at your circle, as you look at the people around you, as you look at the people that you've been working with, number one, are they thinking like God thinks about you? And are you thinking about them like God thinks about them? Don't just push people out your circle because some people need to be in your circle to get stronger. Every circle isn't about you. It might be about them. 
I don't like them. I don't like them. They toxic. They toxicity was bringing me down. And what the Lord wants for me is for me to have high thoughts and to be great and be gracious. You know what I'm saying? I just had to, I had to be around like-minded people. <laughs> Minister Johnny in our staff meeting a few weeks ago shared this really interesting story. He was, um, and I, I'm, 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 I'm re- literally recalling it off the top of my head, so I might get it wrong, sir. But he was talking about a chef. And when a chef is preparing a meal, he had three different options. He had, uh, thank you, Holy Spirit. He had an egg, he had a potato, and he had coffee. An egg a potato, and coffee grounds. And he had boiling water, three pots of boiling water. And in the three different pots, he put the potato in one, he put the egg in one, he put the coffee grounds in one. Anybody want to tell me what happened to the potato when it got put into boiling water? The heart went soft. What happened to the egg? Yeah. It got hard. What happened to the coffee grounds and boiling water? It became drinkable and gave off an aroma. And we went around the staff and we talked about, well, what does this mean? What does this mean? What, what do you think it means? What do you think it means? And we had all these different answers, and we all had amazing answers. One of the things that the Holy Spirit dropped to me while I was sitting there is the chef knew that the water was necessary to make all of them work for one meal. Because I could just have a potato by itself. But he needed the boiling water to turn that potato into something that could be eaten. It had to soften. Y'all stay with me. That egg had to get into the boiling water to get stronger because it was breakable by itself. The coffee grounds had an aroma, had something in it, and it needed the pressure to get it out of it. But putting all three together in the water made all of them a complete meal because by themselves, the potato just would have been mush. Are y'all catching this? The egg would have just been strong by itself. And the coffee would have been great, but coffee with a meal is amazing. I don't drink coffee, but I've heard it's amazing. (laughs) Sometimes the circles that you're in, the fire that's coming within there might be some some turbulence. It might be some some shaking happening. It isn't to tear you apart. It's actually to make you all a better meal so that you can actually be served to other people. Oh, my goodness. But you need to be the person that's standing within your circle and says, hey, I need, God put me, God put us together to do something amazing. Help, I'm going to help manage this circle. I'm not in charge of it. I'm just going to help manage it. And I'm going to show you love and I'm going to show this person love and I'm going to take accountability and I'm going to get better because that's what God wants from all of us. Anybody receive that lesson? So this week, as you're still praying, I, 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 I really want you to ask the Lord to reveal to you how you can better take care of those in your personal circle. 
And ask the Lord then also to reveal to you how you can take better care of those around you in your spiritual and even your linked up circle. How can you be used in connect groups? How can you be used on our dream team? How do you help manage the circle? Amen, somebody? Is this good so far? Lesson number three. Let's keep rolling. I got seven and a half minutes. Lesson number three, check your source. Lesson number one was to learn the lesson. Lesson number two is to manage your circle. Lesson number three is to check your source. Let's go back to Proverbs. Trust in the Lord completely and do not rely on your own opinions. With all of your heart, rely on him to guide you, and he will lead you in every decision that you will make. Become intimate with him. Don't just ask him for answers. Become intimate with him in whatever you do, and he will lead you wherever you go. Don't think for a moment that, all, that you know it all, for wisdom, watch that, not knowledge, but wisdom comes when you adore him with undivided devotion and avoid everything that's wrong. Then you will find the healing refreshment your body and spirit long for. It's funny, when I told Pastor Gregory a passage of Scripture I was going to read, and I told my, my mom, actually, what passage of Scripture I was going to read, I said, Mom, I'm going to talk about from Proverbs chapter 3. Oh, she said, oh, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean on something. I like that. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Pastor Gregory, oh, yeah, trust in the Lord with all your heart. It's funny how we jumped to verse 5, but you needed verses 1 through 4 to make verse 5 make sense. Because your healing is directly proportionate to your submission to God's plan. I'm going to say that again. Your healing is directly proportionate to your submission to God's plan. If you want this, that, and the other, then you need to bow this, that, and the other. If you want to go to the next level up, you need to go to the next level down. In football, any football players? Anybody play football? Yeah, I didn't. My mama wouldn't let me. I had good hands, but my mama said she paid too much money for my piano lessons, so she wouldn't let me do it. I ran track. But I love football. And in football, the game is won at the line. The game is won at the line of scrimmage. We love touchdowns. We love all. We love great. We love all that stuff. But the game is won at the line. Agreed, football fans? And you win the line not by how strong you are. Oh, help me, Holy Ghost. This is good. Not by how strong you are, but how low you can get. Because it doesn't matter if I'm, if I'm on the line and let's say there's a 300-pound uh, person coming at me and he comes all strong, but if I've got the leverage, I can put him wherever I want. You want to go to the next level? You need to get down another level. Because the low man wins. The low man wins. And so your healing is directly proportionate to your submission to God's plan. This may be the year 
that you take the big leap to invest in your God-given purpose. Ooh, I didn't, ooh. Okay, Holy Spirit is really messing with me because I forgot I wrote this like this. And this is a, this is a gut punch for me. This may be your year that you take the leap to invest in your God-given purpose as opposed to your lifelong dream. You, you take that one? I take it too. This may be the year. If you decide to, if you know that your healing is directly connected to how much you submit to God, then this would be the year that you make the decision to go after your God-given purpose as opposed to your lifelong dream. Because if you put your lifelong dream above God's ordained purpose for your life, you will keep running in circles trying to figure out, God, you said you would give me my dream. He said, no, I'll give you your will if your will is submitted to my will. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Number one is to learn the lesson. Number two is to manage your circle. Number three is to check your source. And finally, is to give God your first. Give God your first. Verses 9 and 10 says, Glorify God with all your wealth, honoring him with your first fruits and with every increase that comes to you. Then every dimension of your life will overflow with blessings from an uncontainable source of inner joy. Hallelujah. This year, I implore you to sow with expectation from your harvest. No, nobody's asking me to talk about money. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm saying that you should sow with expectation from your harvest, yes, financially, but also emotionally, and also relationally, and also spiritually. Many of us, some of us in this room, we, set, we substitute our sacrifice for our, for our surrender. Let me, let me qualify that. Well, because I gave my tithe, I don't have to give more of me. But then you don't understand, well, why don't I have good relationships? See, the tenth that God asked for wasn't just your finances. Your finances is an overflow of your heart. Where your, where your treasure is, your heart will be also. And so if I start this process with my heart, my finances is just an overflow of that. That also means then that the way that I relate to the people around me, my friends, my coworkers, I have to give what they don't deserve. <laughs> I have to give what they haven't earned. You know them friends that you, well, because she still got my Tupperware, I'm not bringing nothing to the... Well, because he still owe me 55, he still owe me $6, I'm not going to give him three. Now, 
don't, don't cast your pearl among swine. But sometimes you have to give people what they don't deserve because that's the investment that God has challenged you to sow into them. If you want an abundant harvest, you can't be a penny pincher. If, let me say that again. If you want an abundant harvest, you can't be a penny pincher. If you want an abundant harvest, you can't be a stingy person. If you want blessings, you have to bless. The word says he provides seed to the holder. Uh-uh. He provides seed to the sower, which means you have to have a heart to constantly sow. Well, what if I sow into this person's life and I give my time and they don't pay me back? Great. There's a whole parable for that. Because sometimes you're going to cast your seeds amongst thorny ground, and sometimes you're going to cast it on hard ground. But every once in a while, you're going to get it on good ground, and every time you get it on good ground, there's going to be an abundant harvest greater than what you've thrown out. But if you're worried about what you're throwing out, you have to sow with expectation. You have to sow with expectation. And that manifests, again, it's an overflow of what's happening in your heart. And so whatever's happening within your heart, you're going to start seeing that in your finances. Whatever is overflowing in your heart, you're going to see it in your relationships. And watch this. Whatever's happening in your heart, you're going to see it in your worship. Because your worship is the overflow of your relationship with God and your relationship with other people. Don't skip the recap. Don't skip these lessons. Don't forget to manage your circle. Don't forget to check your source. Don't forget to give God first. Let's just take a moment all over this room and those of you online. I challenge you just to take a moment to reassess where you are a lot that I threw at y'all today. I was ambitious with it. I believe Holy Spirit has honored it. But take a moment and really assess where you've been. What you, what have, how has this year gone for you? Has it been a year of focusing on what's coming in front of you or what's coming out of you? Has it been a year of complaining about what's happening to you instead of you happening to things. Twenty twenty one, no matter how it felt, was an amazing year. And twenty twenty two is guaranteed to be a phenomenal new experience with God. But to make sure you get the most out of what God has designed for you, do not skip the recap. Holy Spirit, we welcome you. Speak into our spirits even now. 
speak into our spirits even now. That the power and the strength and the wisdom and the grace and the joy and the peace that you promised would overflow in each and every one of us. I pray for every person that is under the sound of my voice in this room, those that are online watching, whether it be live or on a replay, that you would manifest in an amazing and powerful way. We honor you. We surrender to you. We gladly tell you that this is the year that your plan is bigger than ours. You have been so faithful. You have been so wonderful to each and every one of us. And Father, we pray that we would begin to live our lives to repay you for what you've done in each and every one of us. I pray that this word would produce an abundant harvest. It's in Jesus' name I pray. Praise God. I trust that this message has touched your heart today. Listen, we don't claim to have all the answers, but we do know one answer, and his name is Jesus Christ. So if you don't have a personal relationship with him today, we want to invite you to do so. Or maybe you had one with him, but you've just gotten away and you're desiring to come back to Christ today. I want to lead you in a simple prayer today. If you would, repeat this after me. Put your hand over your heart and say these words. Say, Dear Heavenly Father, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. I believe that he died, rose from the grave, and he is alive right now. Lord Jesus, come into my heart and save me now. As a result of what I've confessed with my mouth and what I believe in my heart, I am right now born again and in right standing with God. In Jesus' name. Praise God, we are so excited for you. We believe that today is the first day of the rest of your life. Congratulations, we are so excited that you made the decision to get connected to God. Thank you for listening today. If this message encouraged or inspired you in any way, please subscribe to us on your favorite podcast app and leave a review too. For past messages, updates, and more, please visit linkedupchurch.com or download the Linked Up Church app. You can also watch live services, watch past messages, and see our dynamic content for children, youth, and teens on our Facebook and YouTube pages. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Linked Up Church. And if you would like to support more of what we're doing, you can give online at linkedupchurch.com or text Get Connected to 833 833- 988-2009. Thanks again for listening. Have an amazing week and we look forward to connecting with you.